Welcome to The Workman's Table, a podcast all about learning and understanding biblical truths with the Great Shepherd's guidance. Here's your host, Eric Carpenter. Hello, and welcome again to another edition of The Workman's Table. I certainly hope, once again, that uh, this broadcast finds you well and that uh, Yahuwah is leading you day by day in your walk and in your journey with Him. I'd like to uh, focus on the parable of the Good Samaritan, and it's found in um, Luke chapter 10. Um, And of course, uh, many are uh, familiar with this parable. It's Luke chapter 10, verse 25 uh, through 37. I will be reading from the New King James Version. Um, But it's the parable of the Good Samaritan, and and like I said, many are familiar with this uh, parable. And I happened to be with a friend, uh, this happened a few years ago, and I happened to be with a friend of mine, and we were talking about this parable, and there was, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, as the scripture says, that he speaks in that still, small voice, and sometimes he just, he gives you sometimes what's called an aha moment, or here's what I meant here, and you remember this scripture over here? This is really what I meant to say uh, in this uh, passage here. It's like his word is always connected and it's never separate. Um, it, it always intertwines. Um, and sometimes you can see, you know, just the small picture of things. And sometimes he reveal the big picture. He has a, an awesome way of, of revealing his word to you, uh, you know, day by day as you, as you read it and you study it and apply it. And so I'm going to read the parable, but I'm also going to uh, start out also reading uh, Isaiah 30, 21 and a couple other verses as well, because I believe, you know, what he was trying to say with this parable is actually, you know, echoing what, you know, various passages in the old covenant uh, had covered uh, and as he was trying to teach his people. And I also want you to pay attention to as we read the parable of the Good Samaritan, uh, some of the key elements of that parable, and I think you'll get a, uh, a very clear picture or a clear understanding of what this uh, parable really means, uh, the deeper meaning. You know, it's almost like peeling an onion. You're going to find a deeper, uh, I don't want to say hidden, but oftentimes overlooked and not not known if you're not, you know, diligent in, in studying his word. But if you go to Isaiah 30, 21, The verse says, uh, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Now, of course, if you read that kind of at face value, it it may seem like it's telling you, the word is telling you, okay, whenever you turn to the right or whenever you're turning to the left, that that's the way you need to go. In reality, no. I mean, you got to look at it in context. If you turn to the left or the right, you're going in the wrong direction. Straight is the way. And, of course, there's several verses that deal with uh, or talk about, you know, broad is the way and narrow is the gate that leads to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction and narrow is the gate that leads to life. Few few be that that enter therein. And, of course, Yahushua said that himself. Um, So, again, think about Isaiah 30, 21 when you're reading this parable, and then I'll also bring up another verse that once I, I'm not going to, you know, uh, 
say it right now. I'm going to say it after the parable is, is read. And then also in the situation where I was with my friend, we happened to be discussing this parable while we were just driving together in, a, in, a, in his car. And so let's go to Luke chapter 10 and let's read uh, verses 25 through 37, the whole parable itself. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love Yahuwah your Elohim with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Yahushua, and who is my neighbor? Then Yahushua answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed him mercy. Then Yahushua said to him, go and do likewise. So as I was riding with my friend and I happened to be in the passenger seat, he was driving and we were just discussing this, this parable. And I will disclose full disclosure, to be honest, as it provides context for this, for this conversation He's grappled with, you know, and is still grappling with to this day, you know, observing old rudiments, the old um, precepts, the old uh, testament or old covenant law. And he's even observed certain elements of that law, believing that, you know, that's what we should do. Because, you know, obviously you read through scripture, and of course, Yahushua said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And... We are all familiar with the Ten Commandments, but he's also gone and is also observing certain parts of the Leviticus, uh, the Levitical law, or it was at one time, has probably backed off from some of it. And I know that he was grappling with it and was trying to, um, we're just having a discussion. And of course, you know, if you look and study the scripture in its entirety from beginning to end, and of course, Yahushua said, I am the beginning and the end, the Alpha, the Omega, the Aleph and the Tav, you know, so he is the completion. He is the fulfillment of the law. And you read that he established a new covenant by his blood, died, rose again, and, you know, redeemed mankind to those that believe in him to himself. And so, and of course, if you look at the whole narrative of Ruth and the kinsman redeemer, that's who Yahushi is for us. He's our kinsman redeemer. And it also talks in the law and as well as the new covenant 
that the only way one can be free from the law of marriage is through death, okay? Or, you know, through sexual immorality, as Yahushua mentions in Matthew and in Luke. So, in reality, he had to free us from that handwriting of requirements. So that's what he died to do. And he is the fulfillment, the completion, the cornerstone. He is our everything now. He, he, he is who we look to, who we worship, who we follow. And it's his example that we look to to live our lives. So that's what we, you know, that's what I am saying to him. That's what I'm trying to help him understand as it says in the scriptures. I mean, you look through all the gospels and especially the book of Hebrews. That's the narrative that is is you know, presented to us through the new covenant. And he still has a hard time trying to say, you know, well, it says here we need to do this, says here we need to do this. Not quite understanding that that was a fleshly uh, covenant established without an oath and that we're now under a spiritual covenant established with an oath. And Yahushua said, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. And we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we can't worship him under those old fleshly ordinances. It's not possible. We can't gain righteousness through it. So that's the context of the conversation. When we're, when we're discussing this parable, and as we're discussing this parable, you know, all of a sudden it was just like, you know, just like in Isaiah 30, 21, your ear shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. It was the Holy Spirit just all of a sudden just impressed upon me this scripture from Proverbs 4, uh, let's see, 27, Proverbs 4, 27. So like I said, the context is the old versus the new, the old covenant versus the new covenant, the fleshly ordinance for, versus the spiritual ordinance, the spiritual covenant versus the fleshly covenant, all those uh, concepts and, and, and principles that are throughout scripture. And so we're discussing that parable of the sower and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, do not turn to the right or the left. And that's what he said. And of course, the rest of that verse says, remove your foot from evil. So you might be wondering, okay, well, okay, that scripture in Isaiah, what's this have to do with the parable of the Good Samaritan? Well, take a close look. Let's take a close look. And again, keep in mind, you know, Yahushua has been trying to teach people. He's trying to instruct them on his kingdom that he's establishing, the spiritual kingdom that he's establishing on earth while he's there on the earth conducting his ministry. And he's establishing a spiritual covenant, a spiritual kingdom. And they're not quite getting it because they're always looking through the lens of the flesh, through the lens of the old tangible, you can see, feel, sacrificial, um, you know, covenant that they're used to that was established through Moses. Not through Abraham, but through Moses. And that's also key. And that's a whole other study in and of itself. So look at this parable again. Take a look, a close look. So it says that a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed and leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Hmm. Well, if a man is laying in the middle of a road, okay, can you walk through him? Well, if he's laying in the middle of the road, of course, now, 
it doesn't quite say that he was in the middle of the road, but let's just let's just be hypothetical. Well, I don't even want to be hypothetical. It just says he's he, he was stripped and left half dead, and a priest came down that road. So it, it appears as though that he was at least taking up some space of the road. So he can't go straight through the guy because he would hurt him more and possibly kill him because he was already half dead. So he has to pass by either to the left or to the right. So he has to either go on one side or the other. Of course, it doesn't say left or right in the scripture, but it says this priest passed by on the other side. And then, likewise, now, now, now keep in mind, Yahushua is very specific. He mentions just a random priest, a no-name priest, but a priest being a minister, a believer of something. But then he mentions a Levite. He mentions a Levite priest. Now, why would he mention a Levite priest? Now, let's figure out what, the, you know, let's listen to what this Levite priest does. Likewise, a Levite, well, it doesn't say uh, priest, I should say, but for all intents and purposes, we all know that Levites were priests. They were the only ones tasked with being the priesthood under the old covenant. And that's what was commanded by Yahuwah. All other 11 tribes received land. And, you know, when they came out of Egypt, the Levites, they were uh, tasked with performing the ministry of the temple. So when you, he says priest, some priest, a certain priest passed down that road. When he saw him, he passed by that on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at that place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Again, he can't go straight through that guy. He can't step over that guy, you know, with his horse, donkey, whatever he's got going with him. He might kill the guy. So obviously he was taking care not to walk over the guy, straight through the guy. He's got to go either left or right because he can't go straight. So this priest, certain priest, he walks by maybe either the left or the right. And the Levite, he walks either to the left or the right. Either way, they didn't bother to help the man. And so they went either to the left or to the right, which is the wrong way. What is Yahushua telling us here? Okay, because then a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So the Samaritan comes, this is the third one now. The Samaritan comes, he doesn't turn to the left or to the right, but he goes straight. What does he do? He goes straight to the man and helps him out and fulfills, okay, the command, which is what the man who was questioning Yahushua, who is my neighbor? Because what was the greatest command? What is your reading of it? Was what Yahushua asked this uh, lawyer, a man that's well-versed in the law. And he says, you shall love Yahuwah with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. It's also written later on in other portions of scripture that that is the, that is the greatest command, and it's the fulfillment of the law, which if we love one another, okay? So these priests were turning to the left or the right. And what's that indicative of, okay? We can't be justified by that old fleshly covenant. We're only justified through Yahushua, who established the new, better spiritual covenant. So that old voice, well, I don't want to say old voice, but as it says in Isaiah, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So that parable, it was just one day, I was with a friend and he just spoke to me. And then I told that to my friend. All that was spinning right through my head, you know, that verse. And I said, 
you know, and I told him to my friend, I said, after he, we, we had read, read that, that, that parable, I looked at him and I said, turn neither to the left nor to the right. And we both essentially had goosebumps. You know, we were just stunned that here this parable is really spelling out what was even being taught and spoken of uh, in, under the old covenant. I mean, like I said, just read Proverbs 4.27. Uh, there's also that same type of verse mentioned in Deuteronomy 5.32. It says, therefore, you shall be careful to do as Yahuwah, your Elohim, has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. In Deuteronomy 17.11, it says, according to the sentence of the law in which they instruct you, according to the judgment which they tell you, you shall do. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left from the sentence which they pronounce upon you. In Joshua 1, seven it says, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So that's what Yahushua is trying to establish, that old law that they were quite familiar with, quite well versed in. Of course, this lawyer would have been well versed in that. I believe that when he told this parable to that lawyer and everyone around him, knowing full well those verses were going would have been in their mind, turn neither left nor right. When he says that one priest passed by on one side and another priest passed by on the other side, they probably would have been thinking, well, these men went to the left or to the right. And then he comes to the Samaritan. Now, mind you, Samaritans, okay, they were a mixed race of people, okay? And of course, Jews did not associate with any other tribes or nations, okay? They were to remain separate and pure, okay? But unfortunately, they allowed that, they became dogmatic about it to the point where they, you know, you might even say they might have become racist or snobbish towards other people instead of exhibiting the love. And there's scriptures that talk about uh, in the book of Jasher that Abraham uh, had a large vineyard and he allowed anybody that was journeying through that large vineyard because Yahuwah had blessed him. He was very hospitable to strangers. And anyone that passed through, he would put them up, lodge them, feed them, and, you know, let them rest while they were on their journey. So Abraham was fulfilling what it is that Yahushua wants us to do, to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. That is the greatest command. That is what we're supposed to do under his new spiritual covenant under in his kingdom. Then that's why Yahushua said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. So next time when you read the parable of the Good Samaritan, keep in mind, Yahushua is once again illustrating how we should not turn to the right or to the left, but walk in his way, which is straight. It's not full of crooked bends and twists and turns. It's straight. It keeps us on the path. And, you know, in prior, the book of Psalms in 119, it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word, his teachings, his commands direct us in the way that we should go. So we should not turn away from his commands to the left or to the right. And what is his command again? To love one another and love him. That is the commands. And all those things that fall from it with helping each other, praying for one another, bearing one another's burdens and love, you know, 
helping and encouraging each other for the hour is near to when he returns. We have no idea when, but we're certainly getting closer to it every day. So again, read the parable of the Good Samaritan. Read those verses, Proverbs 4.27, Isaiah 30.21. Of course, the parable is found in Luke 25, or excuse me, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 25. So study that out and, and hopefully you come away with the, the, a, an enhanced perspective that you know the Holy Spirit really helped me understand what that parable was really all about. So until next time, study to show thyself approved. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of The Workman's Table.